welcome, ladies, gentlemen, to the fourth ever episode of the, wait for it, dramatic pause, ASMR dramatic time. pause. I'm going to fill up the, we, we need to maximize our productivity, we need some ASMR in all of the blank space, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, of the Work in Progress podcast, I am your host, Vlad. And, uh, well, hold on. Say Work in Progress podcast again. I promise I won't correct you. Right. Work in Progress podcast. Pickle Rick! Okay, I, there, I said something else. I hate you and everything you stand okay, for. Okay, I just want to say, you missed, we scrapped an episode. But in that, this is some important information to my character arc. Um, I like saying dead memes to make people cringe, to see the pain on their face. And Pickle Rick, you hate specifically, Vlad. So, um, Pickle Rick is fun to say because it makes you sad. What are you? So everyone, that I I am not partaking in the meme from like a like an unironic. I am doing it ironically to make people hurt. Sounds like something a hipster would say. Um yes, but I I just want I'm a hipster of pain. What are you drinking? You're you're like you're you smell like you're it's blue. Yeah, I was gonna say your like breath smells sugary. That that is. It smells it like it smells like diabetes. It in cake does in fact contain sugar. Is that AIDS? Uh, yes, it is AIDS in a cup. I'm not telling you because then you'll because it's funny. Blue Powerade. Yes, that that was quick. Yeah, I'm just that good. I just get that all the time at Arby's. So do they like have sort of especially good Powerade or something? No, it's just good. It's just good. It's the only flavor they have. It is good. It's better than like the bottle kind. Uh, first of all, it has ice, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And the way they mix it, it has more of a concentrated flavor than um than like in a bottle. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Fun fact, guys. Um, uh, secret menu item. The N word. They don't, they don't want you to know. Yeah, they, they don't put it on the board. They no put, one like, man should have all that power. The clock's ticking. I just count the hours. Twenty first century, century schizoid, schizoid man. man. I hate that I know that. That's a good song, but I hate the man behind it. So d- speaking of the man behind that. Oh God! Can we can we can we segue into something other than today first? No, I was just saying today's I need, episode. I need to be prepared, okay, before you talk about Kanye for a half an hour. Today's episode, uh, the topic was is or is currently. No, so- it was our podcast died, and we will be talking about Pickle Rick for the next forty minutes. It died, and I had to go to hell to resurrect it. Um, but is that a line from a Kanye song? No. Okay. Cool. It's a line from a. Oh God. Uh, oh shit. Oh, uh, J. Cole's up. Do you just only speak in music? Like, in a few years, you'll just be saying rap quotes? Well, I mean, because I've been, like, making hip-hop, most of my, my mind is spent with, like, little rhymes. Most of my mind is spent with, like, thinking about shapes. Because, you know, I'm the... I, I draw, and so... I, like, whenever I look at anything that's, mm-hmm. like, drawing, I can't just enjoy it. I have to think about what shapes... Like, when I look at a head, mm-hmm. like, when I look at Yoda's face, I'm like, all right, so we have, like, a elongated ellipse within, like, a square jaw. It, it's it, it's interesting. It's a, it's, it's a fun way to live. I was going to say, my thing has been the opposite effect, where in learning how difficult it is to produce music, uh-huh. I have more of an appreciation for music. No, I do, too. I have more of an appreciation for art. But, um, you know what's fun? What I did last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's on the topic of inspiration. I promise. Yeah. It's uh, uh, after I jerked. Did we ever say that? I, I knew that jerk. Do we ever say that the topic was inspiration? Oh yes, it's inspiration. The topic is we're really bad about that. We never like. I feel like we've had 
like one of our podcasts, we just totally missed the topic. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't say it. Um, uh, basically, yes, it is about inspiration. And so last night I was watching like a bunch of, cause I think it's, it's nice now that because you have to put in so much work to just start learning how to draw, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm at a point where like, I need to learn, like maybe I, I can work on hands, feet. I need to learn like specific things. But if you ask me, like, I would say I can draw pretty good, right? I can, I can draw things like obviously a lot better than the average person. Um, and I was watching these TED Talks on, like, how to draw, and it's just so funny to watch them, it's just just a nice ego boost to look at the crowd of people who can't, well, you see, here's the thing, when people say they can't draw, it's, it's not true, because any, anybody can draw, no, not everybody can draw good, that's the fun fact, so the point is, it's kind of cathartic to watch the really basic how to draw videos, Mm -hmm. having already put in the work in. It's really nice to be like, man. I I don't mean this to diminish what uh what you clearly had like real artistic talent. There's but no it talent. Is, no, I was gonna it's say it is inspiring talent. to see that it proves my thesis about life and that uh, most of um, talent. Well, talent most, is just a combi- combination of environment and mm-hmm. genetics. Well, I was gonna say most skills can just basically. I have a thesis that most skills can be learned by through brute force. Yeah, yeah. No, I I mean I couldn't draw for shit before I. Uh, before I started learning. And uh, segue into my first inspiration. The book that helped me is uh, called Fun with a Pencil. By Andrew Loomis. And the thing I find... Shout out to Patreon.com yeah, slash Ben Saint. That was Munchie. Munchie wears tiny hats. Oh, I, th- who... I thought he was talking about it as well. No, you said... Oh, I guess he was too. But I remember you said... Like, it was Munchie. It was Munchie. Yeah, right. okay. So basically, in the book, they actually talk about construction. And if you are somebody who's thinking about how to draw... And you watch these videos. I watched one where the guy talked about, like, the universe. Mm-hmm. He was like, guys, why, why, this is why drawing can be easy. And then he talked about, like, balance in the universe um, and, Some like, faith shit. in God for, like, <laughs> ten minutes. That, yeah, that's what makes drawing and, easy. And, like, in the comments, I was like, can somebody point me to this guy's dealer? Because this, this <laughs> is nothing. It wasn't, he was, the only thing he said about drawing was that drawing is made up of, of lines, which isn't even fucking true. If you think about it like lines, you're not going to succeed. Exactly. And the reason is, like, what helped You can't me? draw a straight line. <laughs> well, yeah, no, nobody can without a ruler. Or in the um, aid of, like, a computer. Yeah. So what we found out, uh, well, what I found out is w- learning about the ideas of construction. Some people call it building a skeleton. I call it construction, right? Just, that's, if you want to learn how to draw... Look at construction. Um, I would suggest the book film with a pencil. It but, only has like a couple very racist things because it, yeah, it came yeah, out. Yes, it came out like the 1940s. And so on the head shapes, there's one that has like like a really sloped forehead and like a jawline coming really far out. It looks like it one says, of the. It looks like a Neanderthal. And it says Negroid on it. I was going to say it looks like one of the aliens from Temple of the Crystal Skull. Oh, shit, it does. And it says Negroid, so that yeah. aged well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he pretty much, he, um, so, yeah, he talks about, like, thinking of the head as the shapes that make up the head. I think he calls it the divided ball and plane method. Um, and I used to, when I looked at people who were, like, at the level of drawing where they understood construction. Mm-hmm. And I would see like, the eraser lines where they have like a head. Yeah, it looks weird. And like an eye line. And I was like, oh my god, that must take so long to learn. But really, he teaches you the basics of that. Like what you see in the head with like the cross across the ball with some lines. 
know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's really simple because you just you got to think about shapes and then yeah. So I would just I would definitely look now. Andrew Loomis gets to some really complicated shit with his like 40 lines on his head. I don't think you need to learn everything he teaches you. Hold on one second. I would say you just you definitely you want to learn. What I do is I put an eye line in. Mm-hmm. Uh, line for the eyes. Makes sense. Uh, and put the ears on the same line. And lines to show the flat parts of the head. And, uh, like, just a line that shows, like, the middle of the face. The reason I, I've, like, had how to draw books before. Mm-hmm. But a thing I always hated was yeah. how messy all of the erasing was. I So, I, I like, I had gotten some how to draw books that taught you about, like... Uh, construction? Taught you about construction before when I was younger. Yeah. But I hated how... um Because I, I liked the, like the, the shiny, glossy, finished product. And something always bothered me about doing the construction lines and constantly erasing them. For me, that's From why just, I, like, an obsessive, compulsive place. That's why I use... You know the pens I have? Mm-hmm. That's why I use ink pens. Is because I draw it with the ink pens. And then I go over with an eraser. Mm-hmm. Um, you can erase pens? No, I erase the pencil. Oh, okay. I draw the construction with a pencil. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and then I draw the stuff on top of the construction with a pencil. And then I go over the final lines with a, it's a micron. Microns are cheap and good. I can't even imagine how much more convenient digital is. Yeah, no, with the undo button. Yeah. Um, that helps a lot. And then layers. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm excited about, is as soon as my computer gets working, I have a drawing tablet. It's a... I don't remember the name. But I have a drawing tablet. I just don't have a computer right we now. We can start writing uh, our webcomic. Our webcomic, yes. I mean, Shout I can start writing it. Yeah. to insert webcomic here if my computer is working before this podcast is up. Yeah. And I expect it to be in, like, that one robot Reddit reading voice, okay? But, like, leave what I say and then cut in the robot Reddit reading voice, all right? You realize to do that, I'd have to... I'd be doing. I'd be. You have to edit this podcast in Audacity, which is difficult. What? I'm saying to put the robot effect in. I have to edit this in Audacity. Oh. Which is difficult for a podcast. Why? Uh, because Does it need to be in a video file. Oh no no or no! Like, it's got to be a .mp3 to go to Spotify, right? Yeah, no, no, what I was saying is, like, when I put into Premiere, it's really easy to put in different inputs and stuff, oh, okay. but but Premiere doesn't have as many, like, audio effects that could make, like, a robot voice, right? But Audacity does. Couldn't but... you just find a text-to-speech website that lets you have what you typed in as an MP3 file? Shut up. And then put that in through uh, Premiere. We're breaking the fourth wall. Are me crazy? We're not, Whoa. we're not breaking a fourth wall. We're breaking the fifth wall. It's not wall. a joke. We're just boring them with the logistics crazy. of our podcast. You know it's not boring? Oh, God. Crazy. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kanye. No. That would have been the... Am I, like, baiting you with... I, I just... I'm, like... I have, like... I have, like, a anti-Kanye spray, and I just look around every <laughs> corner, just because... Okay, for some background, he talks of... He used You're to walking talk, down an alley, and all of a sudden you hear scoop, scoop it and poop, scoop it and poop to whoop. Okay, he used to talk about Kanye, like, every day. Yeah. Um, when we would ride bikes, he would talk about Kanye almost every time. Yeah. Uh, when we'd go for a walk, he'd talk about Kanye. Uh-huh. When I was playing Xbox, watching YouTube, and I, I obviously wearing headphones over both my ears... Not wanting someone to talk to me, he would come in and talk about Kanye. Yeah. Um. So, so that's my ther. This is our therapy session mm-hmm. of uh, me being angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems to be the the general consensus here. 
uh, between me and the microphone. We both agree. We voted you off the podcast. Oh, man. Me and Mike. I thought his name was Reginald. It, it's Mike Reginald. Mike Tavius Reginald. Yeah, he tells people he doesn't like his middle name, Reginald. Uh, so that's why I know his name, Mike. Of course. M-I-K-E. Don't be racist, okay? What? Just because he's a microphone, so you'd expect Mike to be M-I-C. Anyone who was a, a picturing M-I-C in their head, and not the name Mike, you are racist against microphones. Naturally. So, so you you want to talk about you now? You seem bored. Talk about yourself. That's always not boring. Well, I know. Well, I know you're not gonna like what I have to say. Uh, can can you talk about someone else before you talk about Kanye, so I can just ease me in? <laughs> you know. No, so, I, I don't worry. I, I'm I'm up. That I didn't choose this podcast, and I chose this podcast knowing who your inspirations were. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. So for all I, the joking I've been doing about like hating, you know. You, you can talk. You, you're fine. So, I am a man of many artistic mediums. And of that, I mean like two or three. Um, because I, st- I have Isn't a it, habit. I just music? Podcasts. Uh, music, podcasts, uh, I do a lot of writing. Oh, and slam poetry is an art, okay? I agree. Like, no. for all the all the zen stuff we say about, like, any form of creative expression is art. Not okay, slam not poetry. Okay, not slam poetry. No, but, um... Uh, really just like writing because I've been writing short stories and drafting a um, drafting a, a um a book sci-fi some sci-fi stuff um is it a book or um, a screenplay or? it'd be a book okay I've worked on some screenplays but I haven't really gotten past like treatments so treatments uh like like sort of rough outlines or like you sort of like plan out the um oh. Like, like the, you couldn't get into you didn't get to like the dialogue. And I stage didn't get directions. down to the, yeah to the dialogue and stage directions. I was I mostly just have the um, treatments because I wrote the treatments for um what was it like Craig Christ or something yeah uh, a treatment for that and like Dude, a, that was a fucking great idea and like high smooth in a high movie. I think it was um, James Christ though. James Christ, you're right. I wrote I yeah uh, I tried to write the screenplay for a high movie mm-hmm. when I was like eleven. And then um, Rick and Morty shattered your dreams forever. <laughs> And then, um, and then, um, I took uh, your speaking idea- of Rick and Morty, Pickle Rick! I took your ideas and wrote a better treatment for a better heist movie. Um, basically, uh, uh, I, I always get so caught up in, like, coming up with the plan of the heist uh-huh. that I, like, make it too bulletproof. Yeah. And then, like, I make the band of criminals seem like the most geniuses ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I think of, like, every little detail. Well, if it was, like, Ocean's Eleven, then that would make That's sense. That's my problem, is I always make, like, an Ocean's Eleven heist of, like, a coffee shop. Um, But, yeah, I tried to write it, and I did the opposite, where I had, like, two treatments, like, three mm-hmm. notes about the bigger story, and just started writing. Well, I, I did a treatment for it where I basically just... Uh, uh, cause my, I don't like the methodical, if I were to do a crime thriller, right? Uh-huh. I don't like, like, a some, uh, crime, uh, movie that's methodical, right? I like How something. so? I mean, methodical. like, like, in Ocean's Eleven, right? Every movement is, like, planned out. They have, like, this iron, this airtight plan sort of thing. Yeah, I can't write a heist movie without making that. What I like, I, I what I like is, like, the chaos of something like Heat. Where thing where things are like sloppy and like there's just sort of like they're constantly improvising. No, he is not. Did you see the first heist in that movie? No, no, I mean, but I like, always planned something like that where I'm like, all right, they block off every single way for the cops to get here. No, I mean it's like by the end, like the final one, the bank oh. where they're like panicking and then he's trying to escape in the airport. Yeah, 
Mine always ends up with perfect heists. Well, yeah, mine always, it's like, there's like three, that's how I always plan them. It's mm-hmm. like, they pull off like two perfect heists, and then one of them gets fucked up. It's also probably peppered by my love of Reservoir Dogs, because I love the idea of the aftermath of when shit yeah, hits the van. Yeah, that's the reason I don't like that movie, is they don't show the good parts. I mean, I like the movie, but not, like, as much as, uh, as I could have. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it shines... <laughs> In, in not because it, it's uh, the aftermath hive because of the amazing characters and dialogue. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, my inspirations writing wise is, um, like the structure of my, or I guess I guess like dialogue writing. I've of course been really influenced by Tarantino. I love his na- his very naturalistic um, dialogue writing because like the worst thing you can do as a writer is go in and lo- and see your dialogue sounds like a George Lucas movie because even when George Lucas. Yeah, even when George Lucas is, like, even, like, the only reason anything, like, sounds good in the original trilogy mm-hmm. is because, like, like your Harrison Ford's, your, um... Harrison Ford your Mark is Hamill. Bad. Okay. I, I don't agree with that. Uh, Harrison Ford is not that good of an actor. What I'm saying is... He Mark, has one character, and it's an annoying character. But, like, your, your Mark Hamill's, your Carrie Fisher's, your Harrison Ford, they're all, like, very good actors, and, like, they're doing the best with what, uh-huh. with what like, Lucas has written. And, like, clearly because, like, apparently, like, yeah. like the reason, like, Han Solo comes off as so naturalistic is because Harrison Ford, like, improvised a lot of his lines um, just as a fuck you to George Lucas. Um, okay, so I, I'm just uh, gonna, I'm, I just need to get this out, Will. Yeah. Harrison Ford is garbage, okay? Han Solo is garbage. I don't like him. I vehemently disagree. Chewbacca, if I had to rank the cast of the original characters... It goes Darth Vader, um, uh, C-3PO, Chewbacca, R2, uh, then, then, uh, Princess Leia. I've never really cared, I never really cared for R2 very much. Fuck you. I understand the hype. Fuck you, man. I like C-3PO a lot. Yeah, no, but R2's, like, like, funny. I think C-3PO's funnier. Uh, and then, um, what, so I got Luke as number six, then you go with Admiral Akbar. Um, that one stormtrooper who hit his head. And then Taze Princess Boba Leia. Boba Fett, uh, the Sarlacc Pit, and then Han Solo. That would be how I would rank them. I was also thinking, like, writing-wise, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I write, like, a, a comedic thing, like, I wrote uh, a short story uh, for a collection of stories my friend has. Um, you know, the Oh, one. was it about 311? Yeah, or 7-11. Uh, I have, I really love, like, the, um... The stream of consciousness, like, comedy style, like, sort of the absurdist, I guess you'd call it, of someone like, um, one of my best, greatest influence, Munchie Wears... Spare. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, Mr. Munchie Wears Tiny Hats, who, like, his, like, really strange, um, style of comedy where everything sounds like, it sounds simultaneously like he was made up on the spot, but also, like, there's, like, some deep story that goes along with all of this, uh... Yeah. There's, like, years of lore. Like, spontaneous lore. Munchie cre- says many things I agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he thinks iced tea... Well, no, hold on. He knows the fact that iced tea is better than coffee. I agree with, okay? He says that porn is icky because it has women in it. I agree. Um, he said he talks about drawing mm-hmm. a lot and has that book, Draw a Fun with a Pencil. Okay, that that's, that's me. Yeah. I think that me and Munchie may have been like, you know... You know how, like, how, like, um, it, there's, like, the Pat's theory, it was that W.D. Gaster's mind 
got split into Sans and Papyrus. I do not know that. Okay, well, it's a, it's his Undertale theory. Uh, I think that me and Munchie were one, and then our mind got split into two. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and that's essentially that's essentially what happened because I mean he's just I've I've never disagreed with anything he said. You can probably cut to something horrible he said as a joke <laughs> with my clip of saying that and create some good stuff there. Yeah. Uh that that would that would be uh that would be great. You realize if I were to do that, I would cut us talking about us doing that just so just so it'd be funnier. We'll cut what? I'd cut like us talking about that. Talking about what? This right now about you about you uh, cutting about me cutting to something he said that's horrible. Oh, you mean right after I say it? Yeah, I would cut it. I would. So after I said that, you would cut in Munchie saying something funny. And then all of this would be nothing, not there. Oh, okay. Which I'll probably do. I want to get around editing this. I'm in Um, the void. I'm in the void. This isn't real. The void. You know who else is in the void? Your mom. Pickle Rick. I hate you. I hate you know who else you hate? Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. The what was I talking about? Um your inspirations for writing. Oh, writing, yeah. So after we went on a rabbit hole that led us to somehow to Munchie? So Tarantino, Munchie, um, in, in comedic oh, wise. Oh, with comedy, okay. Yeah, I was saying comedic wise, um, Munchie's a big inspiration. Yeah, for me, um, I like the way John Mulaney tells stories. I don't really do much comedy. But I like in terms of if that's just my if I were to do comedy I would mm-hmm. go after him. No, I um also uh yeah I was gonna say about Munchie that his thing he's has been called something I think I'm also one of my few talents is spontaneous lore creation, where I I can sort of spin a story pretty fast. Um, it's not necessarily good, but I can kind of create one. Uh, I'm like, I'm similar. Where like I I like it starts with I'm listening to music. And I think of like I thought you said your post music. I know I do. The, I listen to the Hamilton soundtrack almost every day. Um, like I listen to like Alexander Hamilton, Guns and Ships, Right Hand Man, Yorktown, Room Where It Happened on a daily basis. Um, and I just I think about a character, right? Um, uh, doing something, mm-hmm. and then I just slowly have a story to the point where I have like the story of, like, a whole book about this character, mm-hmm. and I have, like, the entire, like, life story of this character through, like, 15 minutes of the Hamilton soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That happens well, to me. Yeah, and you can vouch for the character entries I've been writing for our uh, webcomics universe, right? Yeah, and yeah. the quality. Um, no, and then, obviously, the biggest inspiration for me in terms of just, like, like, wanting to create things is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um... Because, like, I don't know, there's just something so amazing about the Star Wars universe that I just love. So know? fully realized it all, uh, it all, I mean, it flows together well. It's like, even though they're these I don't crazy... Think it's, I don't really think it's about the the stuff. I just think it's... No, no, I was saying the idea of world building, right? Mm-hmm. I think one of the best effects is when you introduce something and they, you just sort of think, of course it's like that. Of course that. Uh, it all sort of fits together really well. I don't really think that's why. Really? I don't really think it has much to do with how they world built, just the ideas. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The ideas expressed uh, fit together and really well. And just the way it's such a character-driven story, that, that that's really... Because I love character design. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite art things. It's either drawing characters I like the design of, mm-hmm. or trying to design characters. 
right? So something I did the other day is I uh, I went looked at the Padawans episode where they go get their kyber crystals, and I designed the Wookiee what I think he would look like as a full Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't turn out too well because I had dead because I had his hands facing the wrong way, and he had Jim Crow lips. Uh, those weren't lips. Those are Jim Crow lips. Those were not lips. They looked so you, like... you know how Wookiees have like a little thing? Yeah. Okay, hold no, on. no, okay, but they looked like Jim Crow lips. Okay, you see what you want to see, you racist. Um, hold on. Hold on. Okay, okay. You see how there's like a flat area of yeah, fur? Yeah, this beautiful mustache. On his lips? Yes, his pedophile mustache. Mm-hmm. There's like a... The rest of the fur like dangles down, but there's a flat area here and here. Okay, that's what I was trying to capture. You racist piece of shit. So that what I've said that basically that basically captures um uh, my writing endeavors, right? Um, what racist piece of shit? Yeah. Um. No, but then there's my most recent venture, which is musical. Um, which but is by recent you mean like twenty minutes ago? No, I, I mean I. in the shower. I started making. Well, I mean I started making. Um, I made my first song like on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. No, sorry, Tuesday. Today's Friday. Tuesday. You made Pink Green Frogs. Yeah, on Tuesday. Tuesday. Which is going to be cut from the from the, the mixtape. Oh, really? Yeah, I deleted the lyrics. Huh. I like that one line. You yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Should I, should I revi- rewrite that, um, but bring it back? Use, the yeah, use that line with something else for sure. No, but like I like the flow of that and how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Should I bring that back? Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'll max revive... Um, a pink green crocs for one of I fucking hate the Pokemon like Elite Four who have like seven max revives. And they you don't, don't use become them, poke- And they don't use them till like they have one Pokemon left and they revive another fucking Pokemon. They don't revive they use solar stores. Oh yeah, sorry. You yeah. don't become champion of they, the Pokemon they, they League without on- knowing how to spam full restores. They, they wait till they're on their last Pokemon and he has like this much health. Mm-hmm. And they use like seventeen full restores. And it's like, why didn't you use your full restores in your other Pokemon? Yeah, when Ken they were... Pokemon really had to put some flaws in his games. Good old Ken Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, the but... thing is, Ken Star Wars was just a visionary when he made Star <laughs> Wars. Um, I don't know, I just, I love it. That's what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. But in my in my musical venture, which has been very short, and I've only produced... Oh, I guess my, my thing I was trying to do is... Um, since yesterday, I've been trying to do like one song a day. Mm-hmm. I, I produced one song I was happy with yesterday. Mm-hmm. I've done two today, so I guess I can hang up for the night. Um, I'll work on. I'll either I'll keep working on 5 a.m. Uh, run tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Pinkering Crocs as well. But basically, I I decided it'd be really funny if I became a SoundCloud rapper, and that's just kind of been the um, the journey when I when you start a joke, but then you take it too far. And next thing you know, it because of some cost fallacy, you actually have to make it because you spent too much time <laughs> writing these like <coughs> these joke raps about uh, about being a gangster or something, even though you're a white kid from like a really uh, upper middle class area. It's quite a uh, a very broad description of something that many people experience. Yeah, um, well, I mean, it's not well, just personal. What other kind of people would be listening to this? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, oh, you mean like people other than you? Yeah. Uh, I guess that's true. You gotta listen to the episodes to edit them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that, and then also that one kid who's like an exact copy of you, you know? What one kid? I'm just saying, like, if oh, that yeah. applies to them, like one, one kid who's an exact copy of you, 
is also our biggest fan. Because you have to be in a pretty fucked up state of mind to be a fan of this show. So what? What? Oh yeah, Doppelganger Vlad. Yes, thank you for your viewing. It's a uh, Doppelganger Vlad who helps us in all these. Number one fan, Doppelganger Vlad. Yep, that's put that on a shirt. As soon as this famous. thing's over, I need to go run and get one of those lozenges, man. My throat is starting to die. Oh, the Cepacol lozenges? Yeah, they're really good. They work really well. Yeah. So we, um, They don't help your throat, though. It's just a placebo. I don't care. If, well, I mean, there's like a chilling effect that feels good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does do that. So It takes away pain in your throat. Do you have any, like, specific... Because I, I can't really think of, like... Because I wouldn't say... Okay, I you, we know it's Kanye. No, But I, you use grown thoughts in the lyrics of your No, in my, in, my, my, in my music, Kanye is not an inspiration. Well, in the style, yes. In the lyrics, you sample from a lot of people. Yeah, for a lot of the artists I listen to, I'll reuse a bars. Oh, yeah, the best uh, the best bars ever. That's no, my favorite. No, I was just saying my style was like a weird um, like stream of consciousness rap thing. Um, I have – and then my, my flow weirdly changes from song to song. And one of my songs I don't even rap. I'm just singing. Um, Is that 80 Degrees? 80 Degrees, yeah. You kind of said 80 degrees a lot in that song. No, I know that was the point. That was the point? Yeah, it's just a weird like, two-minute song where I just say 80 degrees a lot. Okay. Well, that's definitely how I would describe it. So yeah. You're on point there. I mean, it's, it sounds pleasant. That's my whatever I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. Things that sound kind of pleasant. Yeah. Were you asking – what were you asking before we got in this rabbit hole? Something about specific artists? Yes, because like I don't, what I was saying is I don't have any specific rappers uh -huh. that, that inspire my music creation. Yeah, I have a lot of specific rappers I really enjoy mm -hmm. and inspire me not in a musical level, just from personally like their music is inspirational to listen to, which is where I'd say Kanye is inspirational to listen to because I really relate uh, to being an asshole and saying controversial things. But I'm saying, like, on a musical level, I don't have many artists that, like, that like I model my flow after, I model something after. This is a little bit of a side tangent. I'll answer your question in a second. Aside from logic. Uh, in a second. So, I know this doesn't apply to you. Yeah. Because you actually believe. But you know what those, uh, in the things, controversial things you say? It's just controversial things you happen to believe. Yeah. But you know those assholes who just, like, adopt controversial opinions? Like, like the same thing, you know the Schrodinger's assholes, I think is the term I've mm -hmm. heard? Where it's like they just say something controversial, and if nobody gives them any shit, that's what they think. Yeah. But if people give them shit, they're just joking. Those people piss me off. Um. Yeah. No, I'm saying I just I think I'm just a very I have very unorthodox. Uh, yeah. I have very unorthodox opinions no, about here. things and a very unorthodox life view, so I tend to have controversial yeah. opinions just because they're so out there. Just the way I see the world is very different than a lot of people. Yeah, because in a lot of ways, like when I hear people. Like having political discourse, I'm just so far away from where they are. Like, yeah. like my my thought. I don't mean this in like, like a I've weird. I've already overthrown the government, and I'm thinking mm -hmm. about the constitution of the next country. I mean, like not not to get well, all. Or it's, unless Andrew Yang gets elected. Not to get all like like weird and saying I'm Yang like. Gang. Yang gang. Not saying I'm like some sort of like visionary or something. I'm not. I'm a fucking idiot. But I just I. I do believe that I'm smarter than most 13-year-olds. Because I, I, here's the thing. I feel like the reason that we feel like this is, like, there's a lot of... And bear with me here, people listening. I'm going to sound like Alex Jones. Just let me explain myself. There's a lot of indoctrination into a certain way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Like, if you ask someone why it's prostitution illegal, at first they'll be like, well, it's obvious. But if you think about it right, you're like... Well, you're not. There, no one's really being hurt. Well, I think um, the idea behind it, the the argument. Why are you they staring use, at my hair? 
You I'm just now looking at your eyes. No, you're looking above my eyes. You're looking at my forehead. I was originally looking at your eyes, and I think I zoned out a little bit. You were looking at my forehead, dude. Well, yeah, so now I'm looking at your forehead. Alright, I'm looking at your forehead, too. Um, but, uh, what I was saying was, I think the, the argument against prostitution as it is, is yeah. human trafficking. Yeah, no, that's the thing, is, assuming there are no other crimes being committed, then prostitution, it does not make sense. It's just easier to let It would to, have to be regulated, highly. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's easier to arrest someone for prostitution than it is for human yeah. trafficking. But so. I mean, like, on a moral level... Mm-hmm. There's nothing really wrong about prostitution. Uh, I think there's a lot of laws we have, right, mm-hmm. where um, it's based off the weird weird morality that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. And there's a lot of things the government does that's unquestioned that should be. Or like weed being illegal. Yeah. It's like the, all of the arguments against weed being legal boil down to a weird moralistic. Yeah, it boils uh, down to a weird moralistic stance. Yeah, no, that's, that's just thing. backed up by like. Old racist thought. There are a lot of stances that people think are obviously true, but when you think about it deeply, you it change you it's like your mind nine out of ten people's minds will be changed. Oh man, you're really like when I ask why do oh you know what I'm just gonna say an example that pisses me off. Yeah. You can go ahead with positivity if that's what you want. If you want to feel happy Mm -hmm. in a second, but what does this have to do with inspiration? Um. I, okay, just shush, I'm just going to finish this thought, and then we'll, I'll talk about the artist after you say mm-hmm. something. Uh, so basically, what I'm just, okay, the, my inspiration is, what, you know, one of the reasons that, you know, you just, you want to create is to, to send a message, um, and that's my reasoning for why I'm talking about this, uh, it, that's really, like, unrelated, but basically, I was sitting in art class, um, and I'm sitting there, and one of the other, I'm like, wait, why do we do the Pledge of Allegiance? And this is a thing I've thought about a lot. And there's no good answer. Because... That's why you don't stand for it or do it. I know. I, I stand um, just because it seems like a battle I don't really want to pick. But well, I, I, I just... won't pledge allegiance to a country. Right, so I asked the kids. I'm like, why should you pledge allegiance to a country? Like, right? A country... is a high-minded red pill. That's <laughs> how he is. A country cannot, like... A country isn't a person... Like, a country can't say things. Like, a country is not a thing that you can have allegiance to, right? And so I'm, I'm like, that's in, literally impossible. And the kids are like, well, why don't you go to Mexico if you hate America? And it's just like, it's so annoying well, a country- that, like, I'm just trying to say something that, like, I'm just trying to say something, right? Where I'm like, it doesn't make sense why we pledge allegiance to our country. What if they do something I disagree with? And, like, I literally specified it with, I'm lucky to live in America. It's the best country in the world. But why do we pledge allegiance? And their response is, if you hate America, why do you, like, why don't you do this? It's like, I obviously don't hate America. It, just, it seems like there's a lot of a lot of people who, like, you know, they just, they have, like, a bunch of cookie-cutter responses. Mm-hmm. Because they expect the same people who don't want to do the well, Pledge that's... of Allegiance Say that they hate America. Well, I was going to say that's why I said I'm sort of beyond modern or like a typical political yeah. discourse because there's cookie cutter opinions yes. you can and can't have. But the the moment you like, have – Once I say something like I don't do the Pledge of Allegiance, they put me on the side. Because, yeah. The side that believes this, this, and this. Because there's a typical – And I hate most, that because I For, for most commonly uh, talked about issues, there's a commonly held left and a commonly held right opinion. Yeah. A cookie-cutter response for each one. And all have a response that doesn't conform to either of them. Yeah, it has takes points from each sort of thing. Yeah, well, it's like it's like for um, 
uh, I guess in some point, in some, it's like in a lot of ways, right? When, um, like when you have the, the topic of like, uh, I mean, I'm going to take this real controversial real fast. Yeah. Um, but like the Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the national anthem, uh-huh. police brutality, all of that shit, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's like on one hand, because the, the comment, so like the, the one, the right, the right point brain or not right brain, right? Uh, the, the right wing point of view, right? Is that, uh, the NFL shouldn't let them do this. They yeah. should all be fired and going straight to hell. And it's the also wing, like they... They, yeah, yeah. The left, the left point of view is that, um, you know, police brutality is a problem, which it is. Um, and uh, you know, they should repress it. Can you but, say so, which it is. I said which it is. Okay. Yeah, and I so. I said which it isn't, and I was like, all right, motherfucker, no, I'm gonna but, show you. But then my my thing would be like, yes, it is very much a problem, right? <laughs> we should express it, but I also believe, as a private business, the, the NFL, NFL has. has the NFL has like when everyone was saying that um when uh, Cap was trying to sue the NFL, my thought was yeah. as a private business, uh, I don't think you can sue them because they have a right to not like p- pick him up for a they team can fire they, yeah they can fire him if they want to and but it, so yeah. he has the right like my my thing on that is right. It's something. It's something he chose to do, right? Yeah, exactly. He decided to take the stance. So what I say is, he should be allowed to do that. Of course, there can be no punishment from the government. Yeah. But because it's an action that he chose, uh-huh. I think that he um he can be held accountable for it by a private company. Exactly. As long as they do things that don't break laws already, right? Of course. Yeah. Like they can fire him, but they can't. So sing. like somebody was complaining about how Twitter is violating the First Amendment. Yeah. But it's like Twitter is providing you with a service. So they can they don't have to abide by um by the rules of the US Constitution. Unless they're literally coming to you and like stopping you from speaking with like by holding you down or well, something. Well no, because it's their service. Yeah, no, I know. As long as you're on their service and they're limiting your speech, it's like people don't understand. On Twitter you do not have constitutional rights. Well, I also think uh, it's a, like you know what I mean? It's a weird on, dangerous can thing. Can I can I finish what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the Constitution does not apply to you on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you do not have freedom of speech on Twitter. You have other laws. Like, they can't kill you. They can't do things with your information, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, you don't have the same rights you do uh, just on the street on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a dangerous form of thinking that's very prevalent, where people assume that um, they kind of think that corporations are sort of the same as the government – in that they should have the same protections uh, when using like a service that they would have like from from yeah, yeah where they treat they treat an entity that because uh, at the end of the day a company's obligations are like to turn a profit and to not yeah. like violate any laws right like someone gets banned for saying controversial political opinion that's not hate speech yeah but they get banned yeah and people are like which the first amendment which which it does suck it's like, and I, guess, I wish they I wouldn't disagree do that. with that decision monkey jones um, um but uh well he didn't say anything no he literally he didn't. made fun of a school shooter um it, well, his, his greatest his greatest comeback though is making a channel which he produces even better content now yeah um, uh, do you want to get back on our topic now? Yeah, you said there was a specific artist. Oh, uh, yeah, no, there are a few. So, one, okay, so first of all, obviously, Andrew Loomis, right? I'm not too inspired by, like, Oh, wait, his how, is actual... his, how is his second book? Um, the I, haven't, in... I haven't read it yet, because, I don't know, I, like, I opened it up a little bit, and I was looking at it, and I just, I, I haven't got really deep into it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna look at the hand section, just to see what he has to say. Because I need work on doing the construction for hands. Also, when when we're doing the comic, right, and we need to do, like, close-ups and stuff, the face part could definitely 
Yeah, so what I what I looked at is I'm not actually too inspired by Andrew Loomis's if you said his artwork, right? It's his way of thinking. <laughs> yeah. He does a very realism uh, style, and I go for a more stylized cartoony thing. But the process of how Steven he draws universe. has um has inspired me. Right? So um so another artist is there's this YouTuber called like Lavender Town, right? Have you ever hate watched something? Uh no. Like Can I you... can I finish what no. I'm saying? Uh, so basically, I'm she does she does saying. really stylized drawings. I I really like that, and she she makes them look good in like a sense where they have good like usually when you think of stylized you think of cutting corners, but she makes them look good in a sense while still not being too realistic, and I like that style. Because I hate watched like the last couple seasons of Steven Universe. Why does everyone hate Steven Universe? What's wrong with it? Um, so like. The first because apparently se- the, it was good in the beginning. Well, it, it's not. It's not. A lot of people hate it by saying that it promotes like LGBT themes, which it does. Oh no! Otherwise, that's not a problem. How, I was gonna say, yeah. how the fuck is that? No, it's not a problem. Oh, I just get think, really pissed off. No, uh, I just if, think I just think the writing got worse. Yeah, no, I, I'm just gonna point oh, here, out though, okay. when people say this is promoting LGBT themes, okay, fuck you. Just make your own fucking show if you don't okay. want a show that promotes LGBT themes. Fuck you. Calm down a little bit. What I was just saying was I think... Well, I want to get angry at your straw man, okay? I wasn't pulling up any straw man. No, I, no, I mean I want to get angry at the straw man that I constructed. Oh, uh, okay. Like basically you gave an example of someone who doesn't like it. Yeah. Um, And I made a straw man out of them. No, I, I was just saying... It's that, not a straw man that you made. Yeah, no, I was saying um, the writing was got really, really bad... Um, in that, so, like, it actually got a lot better when I stopped. They were at, like, a gem planet, mm-hmm. and, like, there was, like, a court case, and it was See, fucking I, really good. I didn't like that part very much. I think it got convoluted and started sucking its own dick after a while. Um, uh, no, I really... I think it did. I think it why, got did to you, deeper lore. What I was saying, what I was saying was... I mean, uh, I, stopped, why, I think I mean the last episode I watched was when Lars died. Well, yeah, what I was saying, though, was did you watch, like, every episode of the show up until then, or did you just watch, like, some here and there? I watched, like, about... Uh, I would say I watched... I watched... So I watched all of, like, the second half. So mm-hmm. if you take the phase before that, I watched the second half of it. Yeah. And, like, half of the first half. Okay, so I, I think... I watched, like, three-fourths of the content, but I watched all of the lead-up to that. I think, well, I think part of it is... <laughs> Um, part of it is an inability to separate a creator from art, which is something I hate pe- when people do because, like, my favorite artist is Kanye, and a lot of people will dismiss him without hearing his music, right? But mm-hmm. I'm guilty of it as well, just because, like, um, the pr- is it Rebecca Sugar. Maybe? Yeah, she's kind of a piece of shit. Like, what does she do? Uh, there's a bunch of shit breaking it down. She's it just she's just kind of. But like, I can get, you give me no, an example? No. She's just sort of on a high horse. She thinks that like she's a great like social visionary for like How? putting what together. Do you mean? Well, it's a show with gay characters. Yeah, yeah. It's a sad fact, but that is seen as being a social visionary. No, I, I think the show started, like, it lingers on a lot of things, and because it thinks it's being really, really meaningful. What do you mean by lingers? Like, what? Uh, like, it, like, okay, this is, like, just, a, like, a writing thing that annoys uh-huh. me, is every time, like, a f- a fucking every season there's thing, Ruby and Sapphire love each other. And they just keep beating you over the head over with it, and it just gets annoying after a while. Okay, this that is, happens in so many fucking TV shows. No, I know. I'm saying I, I I'm and saying this is this is the time you choose it, Will. Well, yeah, I think it's mostly it's like you know when parents say, "I'm not mad, I'm disappointed." Yeah. That's how I feel because I feel like it's a show that had a lot of potential, 
They kept uh, go- lingering on the same themes over and over again, and then just kind of got worse. That I mean, that happens with every show with a couple. Yeah. That's, oh. uh, faith is they focus mm-hmm. on them, because fans either criticize it yeah. for not showing enough of a relationship, yeah. or they criticize it, you know. No, no, what, what really gets my goat is in, um, it's an expression people don't use enough. But uh, what really gets my goat this is, is in, chupacabra, man. Is um and like in the Steven Universe movie, right? Yeah. Um, they have they have like the worst of all. Like it's a subplot that happens a lot, and I hate the plot device every time. Yeah. Is a bunch of the the gems they get basically get amnesia because they get like reset to like their factory defaults, uh-huh. and they all have to learn lessons again. And it's like the worst thing ever. They learn what lessons? Um like Pearl learns not to be as much of a hard ass because her whole thing is that she's like she's like a weird Nazi. Like oh, Pearl so they just redo her their they, character arcs. Yeah, they redo their character arts. So it's like so lazy because you're doing a movie. What was Garnet's character? Uh Ruby and Sapphire love each other. But like no, like they have Garnet. to learn. They have to learn to love each other again. Oh, they, they get separate. Yeah. Oh, that's actually a cool character arc. No, no, I, I, I'm saying the character arc itself is fine. But I'm saying having it repeated again for the movie, which like all yeah. this character development, we have to watch it again. I'm just like, oh god. But why did it's you even specifically worse. pick them? Oh, just because it um, it seems like there's a weird like obligatory thing every season that Ruby and Sapphire love each well, other. Well, that didn't even happen till like the fifth season. Third season. Third season. How many seasons are there? Uh, like five or six. Yeah, they didn't get separated till like halfway through, mm-hmm. and then. To be fair, like that season three finale was like nigh perfect when Jasper comes in from Homeworld. I don't even remember Garnet in the fourth season. No, because uh, Stephen was mostly on his own. Look, I, I can't, I can't explain why I, I, I don't like a lot of it's the. It's because they're both women. Yeah, sure, that's it. No, I, I just saying, I just dislike the writing. Well, also, just that's just a weird thing. This isn't actually a point because because uh-huh. it's a weird straw man. Wait, I'm not making this a point. Just there's a weird thing where like fusion is like a metaphor for like sex, right? No, um, no, no. To an extent, no, it's it is. Not. Because no, because no, because no, Rebecca Sugar specifically said, because uh, Jasper forces um, Lapis Lazuli into like forced fusion. Who the fuck is Jasper? It's in season three, the finale. She's like the the like biker gang lesbian one who. Um, oh, do they do they go and she is a lesbian confirmed? Well, I mean, all the gens are. They're female. Oh yeah, they're all okay. Yeah. yeah. No, no, but oh, she wait, forces. Oh wait, so is was saying that she's a lesbian? No, 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 no. Like that, that has nothing to do with my point. Uh-huh. What I was saying was she forces Lapis Lazuli. Um, is Lapis Lazuli the one with wings? Yeah, the blue one with wings into fusion, and they become like a giant like Zoidberg. She wasn't the main character Bird. though. She just like. No. She was like a side character that sort of joined the main cast, but not fully. And she was like sad. Yeah, she was sad. But basically, they. Rebecca Sugar said on Twitter that that was a metaphor for like sexual violence and rape because fusion in a lot of ways is a metaphor for sex. Well, I think it's... no, no. This is uh, this is my point. I'm moving on. Yeah. Later on, Steven Universe and his dad fuse, uh, which <laughs> I, I I don't know. That just there's there's, there's some, his name. There's, why didn't you just say Steven? The fact that you said Steven Universe is like an old person. Yeah, Steven. You just sound like but Steven and his dad, and Greg. Views. Okay. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, I, I this is weird because like the themes they've set up here. Well, no, I think it's it's not. It's about the relationship with the person. Yeah. It's not for sex. But I'm just saying the creator said it was a metaphor for sex. Mm, did you do you have the quote? She said, didn't she say in ways? I don't care, dude. I just... think it's just meant to show the bond between two people. 
It, and it, when they fuse without having a bond, it creates a Zoidberg monster. It's just, it's just kind of weird. Okay, I think... It's kind of weird. Here's my opinion, is I think that... I, I'm not dismissing all of your criticisms. I just, I think people... People. Oh, I don't. I don't claim that they're good. I don't yeah. claim that they're good. Oh, it's okay, just. It's just my. Dismissing. No, it's just my personal. It's just my personal um, feelings about a show. You can't. Yeah, I know. So basically, I think. No, correct me if I'm wrong here. But I think a lot of the backlash, and I'm not saying this is the reason, is uh, a lot of people who are just like. Like. SJW yeah. Cox. No, yeah. no, I'm just looking, I just, I don't like it from a writing standpoint, that's the most I can say. No, yeah, but to me, I feel like a lot of people just don't like it, because I feel like it's gotten to the point where people have, feel like, you know, they just, they feel like they're so, they, because I feel like what happens, this is a rabbit hole I fell down, where first of all, you start to learn about, oh, there are these SJWs, right? And then you start to see them behind everything, right? Like, you're like, oh, this decision was for this. And then by the time you've been so radicalized that whenever you see any progressive thing, you, like, even if it's something you agree with, you, like, get angry. Most of the time I've found is that when there's, like, an SJW thing going on that actually annoys me. Yeah. It's mostly what – it's more – because mostly people are saying that it's because, like – there's some like rogue agent where like 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 they'll 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 single out someone like Rebecca Sugar or anything. But I think mostly when obnoxious things like that happen, uh-huh. it's like when some there's some corporate suit somewhere who decide according to their focus group research they need to add in this token character here and there. I don't know. Oh, you mean like when they like <coughs> add in a gay character? Oh yeah, like in the like Netflix original series. Yeah, they say that they're gay but don't actually have them. Did do I anything. mention that I'm gay? Yeah, like that. And then they have them do something that doesn't relate to their sexuality at all. Like, like they basically they say that they're gay for no reason. Well, I mean, I don't think everything. Any character who's never seen in a relationship or like wanting to have sex or something, Mm -hmm. they're never seen in that sort of right. They could be gay or straight, right? Yeah. So there's no real reason to clarify either way if it's not for marketing. If the character isn't going to be in a relationship. Yeah, that's true. Like to me, it's like. Like, I don't care if the character's gay or straight and, you know, just set up a relationship when you need to. No, no, yeah, no, I wasn't talking about – I was just saying that I think most – I think people should be more complaining aside from, like, a a creator here and there, like, a weird corporate entity does it – because, like, I think I'm more willing to respect artistic decisions uh, if they're done from a genuine place rather than, like, you're writing an algorithm that uh, does something. Because at the end of the day, what I respect is passion. Yeah, to me, it's like, like for me, you know, characters, when you do character design, it's sort of a way of self-expression, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, all of the characters I create, right, if I come up with a character. They're part of you. And yeah, they're meant to be like a main character. They're gay, okay? I'm gay, they're gay. That's just a thing, right? Uh Because I mean, like, that's just, that's something, because like, when I'm thinking about the character, that's just like, if, you know. Because you assume it's a default state of being. Because, I mean, like, why would I want to write a straight character? Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. It, it would just be boring. You know what I'm saying? It was like, and that's why I don't fault uh, people who don't write really any gay characters, okay? Um, Writing women, that's But that's you, know, too you far. know what the thing that's interesting is, though, this is just a bit of a double standard, okay? If there were no gay characters in something, yeah. no one would bat an eye, but if there were no straight characters, everyone would be like, what is going on here? I mean, I don't care either way. Yeah, I know. 
No, for me, it's just like when I make a character, mm-hmm. it's just they are essentially, it's a form of self-expression. Yeah. So they take on a lot of the basic details Well, that's about the same me. thing. If there's a, when someone complains about a lack of diversity in something, right? I, as long as they did whatever they did for artistic reasons, mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah, it's like they have a personality that is at least could be boiled down to my personality it's like, when I, I make a character, you know I don't what I mean? know if you heard, um... I don't know if you heard that there was a PCP podcast where they talked about someone complained about the lack of diversity in The Witcher, but The Witcher is yeah, it's based set in Poland or like yeah, basically fantasy Poland. It was made by Polish people. There's no black people in Poland. I mean, I, I, there's very few. Yeah, no, no, that's the thing. Is like it was made by Polish people, so they've never seen a black person before. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, there are people in. Fucking parts of Minnesota that haven't seen a black guy before, so I don't think... Uh, there are people in Florida who choose not to see black people ever. <sighs> yeah, no, for me, it's like... Like, when... when That's the thing is... That's the thing that I always... I kind of get when a creator makes, like, a lot of gay characters and their thing. Is that, for me, it's like when... When I'm making characters, it's obviously... Mm-hmm. Character creation is you take part of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And you 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 do that, right? Because if you make something that's not based in you or someone you know, um, it's not it's not gonna be. Is that why I write a lot of serial killers? <laughs> like when you you do something that's not based on something something about you, um, it's it's Flat. not true. Yeah, that's why you end up with a bunch of. Like, in the 90s, all those cool guy characters that are supposed to just be, like, the coolest guy ever. Yeah, because there's it's weird nerds who write yeah, movies. Yeah, they were written to be cool. They weren't written, like, with intent of expressing something, right? So, because, uh, you know, I'm expressing something, and they sort of feel like an extension of me, mm-hmm. my characters, it's just always the knowledge, the basic knowledge about them is usually filled with things for me, right? Does any so, of this have something to do with inspiration? Well, I guess I, in a way, yeah. all the characters I make. You know, I'm talking about how when we make characters, we are almost always inspired by something about ourselves. Not me. I already think they sound cool. That I feel like that's just a bad way to write characters. Uh, but my fucking character in in um in the Seven Eleven conspiracy was the best character. It comes off as pandering when you try to write things that sound cool. That's just my experience. No, I I don't mean like that. I mean like I don't think that guy is like me at all. But I was just writing it to be funny, I guess, not cool. But, yeah, I know. No, I mean, like, when people are... Well, I guess he has aspects of my personality because my comedy style is this weird scatterbrained thing. And because of that, all the characters act in this weird, like, absurd way. Yeah. So I guess I guess you're right. It does whole yeah. aspects of my personality. I think, yeah, no matter what you write, it's going to have part of you in it. And just especially with characters. Like my dick. a real connection to yourself. Um, yeah, no... Is that about to wrap up our uh, thoughts on inspiration? You want to like, give some final thoughts on inspiration? Yeah, so I would say in terms of what I choose to draw, mm-hmm. it's a lot of media I consume that inspires me. Yeah. And the style that I draw in, there's not a lot of inspiration um, from outside sources. It's really just I... The I, content. Yeah, there's different... To me, there's not a really solid style in what I draw. Because I might draw Clone Wars Count Dooku mm-hmm. from, like, the like the 2000, was it, like, 8 that that show came out? Started? Uh, I have no idea. Um, and then sometimes I'll draw Obi-Wan from the 2003 Clone Wars thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. For me, in the terms of what I draw, there is a lot of inspiration and how I draw. But, um, but what it looks like, and I feel like 
uh, I get a lot of inspiration just, you know, like, from my life for coming up with ideas for stories or characters. So you write a lot of serial killers based on your brother? Uh, no. Because, uh, because you're too lame to actually kill anyone. Bet. Bet. Is that your final thought? Uh, yeah, no, I would say, um... Stop restating! Uh, yeah, no, it just, uh, I feel like inspiration is pretty cool. Well, what are your th- final thoughts? <laughs> Epstein didn't inspiration himself.